Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the JC Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Collier. Another special show in store for you guys today. The Razorbacks are in the Sweet 16. It's the first time since 1996 since that's happened. I'll be talking about that, but also as a bonus, I'll have Pat Bradley, the shooter, on the show to talk about uh, hog hoops and that Sweet 16 berth. Pat was on the last uh, team that made the Sweet 16 in 1996. Really thrilled to have him on the show today. Um, That, and I'll be breaking down Oral Roberts again, reviewing what's happened in the NCAA tournament so far, particularly for the Razorbacks, and then we'll call it a day. All of that, next. First, a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers. CJ's has locations in Fayetteville on Weddington, and in Russellville on Arkansas Avenue. Online ordering is available at the Fayetteville location. CJ's has been voted best burger and fries in the state, fulfilling their motto, when all you do are burgers, they have to be the best. Bring in Arkansas and SEC basketball legend, Pat Bradley, the shooter. How you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Good to be on with you, buddy. How's everything? Man, it is all good right now, especially, you know, knowing the Razorbacks are in their first Sweet 16 in my lifetime. Uh, Weather's finally nice again, too, so everything is A-OK right now. Yeah, that's always been uh, the the sign for me in, in Fayetteville was when the weather started to change. The beginning of March, you kind of, that mindset switched as well you knew it was time for tournament time sec tournament march madness it's just it's uh it it always this time of year always brings me back to that and it uh you go from february to march and what and it's just like the perfect timing almost like a a rebirth oh absolutely it's my favorite time of the year um especially the ncaa tournament i mean you, you go outside, and, and the weather's nice and everything, too, just being spring. But, man, I, I just like to hunker down inside, especially first weekend, and just watch games all weekend. Oh, there's nothing better, brother. There's nothing better. They kind of throw our schedule off a little uh, a little bit with um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I've, I still got some friends of mine that are expecting games to be on tomorrow and I got to remind them over and over we get a little changed up schedule hit this means you got to fake uh you got to fake that sick day Monday Tuesday instead of normally Thursday Friday oh so yeah what, you know you get it on the back end of the weekend instead of the front end right exactly exactly which uh I think that's I, I never got official word. I'm assuming that was because they just wanted more days after conference tournaments for testing. I don't know, but it was. It's. Uh, I hope next year they go back. Uh, go back to the long weekend. It's just something about having Thursday Fridays leading you into the weekend. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, it, it was an adjustment this year for sure too. But I'm also on spring break right now, so it wasn't that big of an adjustment for me. There you go. Nice. Spring break and March Madness, nothing better. What's even made it even more better, though, uh, the fact that there have been more upsets than any other NCAA tournament, uh, I think, ever, <laughs> as far as seeding goes. It's just been crazy. Yeah. It's been crazy, and I think what we've got to recognize is, although this, the, the everyone will look at the seeds, and, and yes, there's been some 
some upsets. Really, the only team outside of the Power Six, because Creighton, I consider, you know, over the, you know, it's a little different than football. With Creighton in the Big East, there should be, and obviously Gonzaga, they're no mid-major what they're able to do on the basketball court. And I would throw Loyola Chicago in there, too, only being removed a couple of years from from their Final Four. So, really, if, if you look at it, Oral Roberts is the head-scratcher, right? Right. Because UCLA is an 11th seed. Or, Oregon State plays in a Pac-12. They're they're 12th seed. Syracuse, ACC, they're an 11th seed. So, yes, the seedings... If you look at that, it is. it seems like it's bonkers. But if you look at who is behind those seat, <laughs> those seatings, it starts to make a little more sense. And I'll go a step further. There's a good chance we're going to have a one seed, a two seed, a one seed or a three seed, and a two seed in the final four. So even a year where it seems like it's an upside-down tournament, when it all shakes out, you still have those top seeds representing in the Final Four. Oh, absolutely. I, I try I'm, on my brackets. I try not to uh, go like straight chalk or do like four one seeds or anything like that. So I went. I tried to make sure I went with just one one seed this year, and uh, I don't know how it's going to work out. But uh, I guess oh, we'll, we'll wait and now. see. Don't buy into it, man. Don't buy into it. I think you will get. Well, our last Final Four was, what was Auburn, a five seed? I'll have to look that up. Auburn, Texas Tech, Virginia. And I think it was, was it Oregon? Oh, the other one there. But um, I don't remember who it was, actually. Right. But this, this year, obviously, Illinois, for me, was the biggest win and upset of the tournament. And I forgot, man. It's, it's easy. It's tough. Like, Loyola Chicago, watching them, they, they played the perfect game. And that's really what it's going to take to beat Gonzaga. Probably what it's going to take if if, if, if if the Hogs can get past Oral Roberts by really playing fundamental basketball, not beating ourselves, right? I think everyone feels like Oral Roberts has two really good players. No question about it. The point guard, Max Acemith, is that how we say his name? And then, uh, of course, O'Banner. I do think... Talent-wise, if we do what we need to do, not take bad shots, not turn the ball over, then we should be able to come out with this victory. And so I think, but would have to play near flawless to beat Baylor. And on the other side of things, poof, that Michigan, Florida State, Alabama, I think Alabama will beat UCLA, but those three teams are going to fight it out for the, for the other Final Four. And um, like I said, man, you know, I, I mean, I th- I've got Houston and one of going to the Final Four. I well, I got three brackets. Okay, I had <laughs> Illinois. The other one I got Houston, and then the other one I don't even forget who I got. But uh, I had Il- uh, Illinois in my heart of hearts. I had Il- Illinois Gonzaga in the national championship game. So now though, I had Gonzaga, Bama, Houston. And man, I want to pull the trigger on the hogs, baby. I want to pull the trigger on the hogs. I only did one bracket. I had the hogs in the national championship losing to Gonzaga, but I I was all messed up though because I had uh, 
I had Virginia Tech beating Florida and then Virginia Tech upsetting Ohio State. So then this matchup that's going to be Saturday between Arkansas and Oral Roberts was going to be Arkansas and Virginia Tech. So I was like, okay, well, then the Hogs can get to the Elite Eight. And I was like, okay, well, if I have them in the Elite Eight, you know, I'm just not going to have them losing. Yeah. It's, it's man, you can, you can spin yourself around <laughs> trying to figure this thing out. That's why I've, I've come to, to realize, and I, I yes, seedings are important to a certain extent. So you want to don't want to play if anything and we've learned this if you remember when last couple years when we were an eight seed and we met north carolina second round is a one seed those are difficult games so you want to try to at least get to that seven even six seed like i think those that's important but really you just throw the seedings out when you get in the tournament because it's about getting in the tournament because you never know what could happen you don't know if, if there is a guy, a couple of guys have a – look at Ohio State. They have an off-shooting night. And it gives opportunity for a good Oral Roberts team to win. You just never know what could happen. So uh, it's, sometimes you just got to forget about the seedings. And, and that's that's why, um, you know, and look at, at the teams. And, and in 40 minutes, anything could happen. No, absolutely. And, you know, looking back uh... – you were on that 1996 team that was the most recent team until this year to make the Sweet 16 out of Arkansas, and y'all were a 12 seed and made it to the Sweet 16. You beat a, what was it, a 5 seed Penn State and a 4 seed Marquette? Right, that's a perfect example of, you know, we weren't a Cinderella at, by any means. You know, we that the program had just come off back-to-back Final Fours, and we were a top, 15 20 team to begin the season we got screwed by the ncaa when they had jesse payton sunday out of bio sit out and so we had to really transform ourselves by the end of the season we was we had four freshmen starting and one junior and so and and we were we were talented we were just young and, and and what comes with that young basketball team is sort of inconsistency. So we'd lose one, win one, lose one, win one. And we we were playing really good. The last week of the season, we went to LSU, beat LSU, SEC tournament. We beat South Carolina in a convincing win. And then we, we – so we entered the tournament playing confident, good basketball. Um and it's a perfect example of you just, you know, when you have a team, you see it now in UCLA, who sort of maybe being inconsistent, but when they put it together, they can play with anybody. Right. And that's what we did, you know. And of course, when we matched up against UMass that year, they were Final Four team. We, we didn't have that talent. That, you know, that's another level talent where you got to be – Yourself, you got to play a flawless game, and they have to play uh, a very below-average game. So getting back to that uh, Sweet 16 run, we'll talk a little bit about youth a little bit later, just because you know Arkansas is playing three freshmen pretty heavily in their rotation right now. Um, but just first, I wanted to get kind of your, your response, your reaction to uh, the end of that Texas Tech game uh, when you realized that Arkansas was going to their first Sweet 16 since you were on that team. 
Well, I felt I felt good going into that game because I just think that this team is tough enough to handle uh, a team like Texas Tech's toughness and grit. Um, and you knew it was even when they were up ten, it seemed like it was gonna it was gonna get close. And uh, you know, shot selection at times you know kind of drives you crazy. But I, I just felt like we were more talented than them and could make more plays. When you get to this part of the tournament, all teams are good defensive teams. So what it comes down to is, do you have a couple of guys that can make good individual plays, whether that's get by the defender, finish, make a creative shot, um, or even on defensive end, we have guys that are able to, I mean, Jalen Williams is able to make great individual defensive plays, whether it's taking a charge, positioning himself for defensive rebound before the shot goes up, things like that. Um, you know, not it doesn't always show what he does doesn't show up in the scoring column. What he does affects everything else, though, in particular on the defensive end, and obviously with his passing, we saw how how crucial that was. Oh, absolutely. He is he's impressed me so much with his rebounding ability, but also with his passing ability out of the high post uh, as a, as a true freshman, no less. Um, you well, know, he I'm gonna was, tell you something about him now. He, that's what he's showing us now. When he, you know, next year, when you get to see all his skill on, on display, because he can shoot it and he can handle the ball too. Um, so I'm sure Muss is going to tap into that and give him more freedom to show all that. Let me tell you, he's got, if you saw, you might have probably saw him in high school. I just, you know, saw a video of him in high school and, he showed off a lot of ball handling skills too. Oh yeah, no, that's that's one thing I've been thinking on too. You know, um, Muss has talked at length about how difficult it is for freshmen, but especially freshmen big men, to come in and play right away. So he's kind of blown. He's been kind of blown away by Jalen's development, but at the same time, you don't want to put too much on his shoulders so early. So I think I don't know if this anything on this for sure, but. It would make sense if Musselman's kind of saying, hey, well, we don't really need you to shoot or don't need you to handle the ball as much right now. Just do your role right now. We can work on more of that later. So it wouldn't surprise me next year to see, you know, running some pick and pops offensively uh, and having Jalen step out or handle the ball a little bit more too. Yeah, there's no, yeah absolutely. There's no doubt. There's going to be a lot of options next year. Devo um, Davis, his offense, is, he's getting more confident. Um, KK Robinson, Connor Vanover is going to be a year better. So, and and um, you know, excited, excited about about how Moss is is building uh, each year because it's, it's tough, man. You know, it's it's not about one year. You know, you you, you got to continue to build on it. Absolutely, and you know that that's just one of the things that makes his style or his his uh, philosophy work so well. Um, you look at the makeup of this roster. I mean, you have the free year, so technically the seniors could return if they wanted to. I don't know if they will or not, but even if they don't, you still have a good balance of. 
freshmen, sophomores, and juniors all on this roster. So you're not going to lose like eight players and have to completely restack all at once. But if if you do need to do that, we saw that this past year when when Musk added ten new players to this roster and we're in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, he he's done an excellent job of being able to combine, and that's his one of his great strengths is is taking guys that that are either transfers and you know typically he he didn't have a lot of freshmen to play, but he did it this year and 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 really helping them define roles quickly. And putting them in positions to succeed. So he's he's done an, you know, as good a job as anybody in the country or, or in a long time even in the in the sport of being able to take those different guys um, and bring them together for the same goal. Getting back to the Sweet 16 a little bit, and we touched on this uh, briefly talking about every team being a good defensive team and just everybody being a good team because you have to throw the, the seating out the window. But what's what would you say, as a player who's made the Sweet 16, what would you say is the most difficult part about getting past that first weekend? The most difficult part about the first weekend, I, I would say it's, it's trying to stay within yourself and play your style. It's easy to get caught up in a new opponent, maybe not familiar with that opponent, Obviously, a new environment, a new atmosphere that you, the court you're playing in, just everything. And uh, uh, I think some teams, uh, it's easy to just get out of playing to your strengths. And that's always the challenge. Uh, the good thing, you know, for the Hogs is they can beat you in a number of ways. So that's always good. I think Must did a good job of building that the team in a way that. Is multiple scorers, so it's not just one guy or two guys. Um, yes, they can shoot the three. If they're not making the three, they've got guys that can get to the basket and get to the free throw line. And then, from a defensive standpoint, they're they're a good defensive team. They can switch, uh, versatile. They rebound. So uh, those those are the keys. Is just trying to keep your team. Um, really focused on what it is that got them there because you know there's there's not many teams who can uh you know you want that depth like arkansas has and a lot of those talented teams do so i think coach must did, did a good job of of you know you saw similar in those two games how they've been able to win over the over the last you know that was 11 game winning streak absolutely no i i think it's really important to be able to find multiple people who can score and you've seen that with especially in the NCAA tournament because it, it looks like uh, Texas Tech and uh, Colgate both really keyed in on uh, Moody and tried to keep him from being the focal point of the offense um, and so instead you had Justin Smith put up over 20 points in two games yeah who's that Moody uh, Smith put up the over 20 but it seemed like Moody was the focal point of the other team's defenses yeah, and then that's it's going to happen. That's a great thing about Moses Moody as a freshman. You know, he he understands the game on that level. You know, he's a smart. He's not going to force anything. He's a good passer, and those guys play well off each other. Yeah, you know, that's that's part of the maturation process. I think the thing that impressed me the most about Moody uh, when when I watched the Texas Tech game again, there were three possessions in the second half 
where Arkansas, at one point they were up 13, and then they lost the lead, and it was down to like two. And Moody just went and, and got buckets. I mean, there was one, he came off a curl and, and did a little step back on Mac McClung. Um, there was another where he did a pump fake, stepped through in the lane, and, and it was just a few of those moves that were just very reminiscent of ISO Joe. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. And, and yeah, it's understanding the game on that level. Uh, he's is a reason why he's projected to, to play in the league for a long time, just understanding the game. I think getting to the free throw line is an art form. It's it's understanding, you know, good, good balance, good vision, um, being able to not only see what your defender's doing, but also behind your defender, where help is coming. Um, so they... The, yeah, I mean, having having him and the ability to score the way he does, I mean, that's 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 the number one focus for every defense for sure. At the beginning of the season, uh, I guess before games even started or anything like that, just looking at the roster, looking at Muss as a coach, the staff that he put together, uh, adding uh, Coach Patrick in the off season, what was the Sweet Sixteen and a potential Elite Eight berth? Was that on your radar as far as your expectations for this year? I would say at the beginning of the year, it was tough to really get a gauge because you didn't know how they'd come together with all those newcomers. As they continued to win the last month of the season, you felt like they could get uh, from that eight seed all the way down. And I don't know if anybody could have thought a three seed was possible. Certainly when you started to, to watch them towards the end of February, you knew this was a team that could make a deep run. And uh, now sometimes things have to fall your way. So you see, getting to the Sweet 16, you are to beat two really good teams. Uh, this Sweet 16 game, though, this uh, a lot of people would have been bet Ohio State, which we still had a good shot of beating Ohio State. So I think uh, at the beginning of the year, it was just tough to tell. But after watching them, then you could see that they 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 were put they were built to make a run. That's that's another thing I was gonna bring up too is a lot of people will look at this matchup against Oral Roberts and they're gonna say, oh well, Arkansas has an easy path to the Elite Eight because uh, they're playing Oral Roberts again. Uh, what do you say to people who think you know this is an easy path or whatever, um, especially considering the fact that Oral Roberts just beat Ohio State. <laughs> Well, that's that's the nature of the tournament, and you you have to listen. Vir, beating Virginia Tech wasn't easy. Beating Texas Tech was not Virginia Tech. I mean, beating Colgate. I, I said, you know, Colgate was a team that had us on the ropes. They were up double digits. So to get to an Elite Eight, you don't you, you don't win just the Sweet Sixteen game. To get to an Elite Eight, you have to win the first round game. You have to win the second round game. You have to stay healthy, and you have to win the, the next game, the Sweet Sixteen game. So, like I said, it's not. Yeah, matchups are important. If you're not taking care of your business, though, if you don't, if you don't win that, if you don't change something in that Colgate game, turn it around, you don't even get to play Oral Roberts, right? Or Florida, or Ohio State. <laughs> so. What you say to those people is, well, you can't get to this game if you if you don't make two defensive stops against the Texas Tech team, who a lot of people actually had favored. So, 
If that's if that's an easy route to the Elite Eight, I'd hate to see when you said it was a difficult route to the Elite Eight. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's you one know? thing that really puzzled me too. And don't was... forget, Old Ross was up ten on us in that first game, um, which I I don't know how much. You know that game was played in December, so I'm yeah. I don't know how much you can take from it. It just goes to show you though, um, how really a game, games you think may not be close could be close, and vice versa. That was going to be my next question: was if that first matchup even mattered? I know Musk will say that it that it doesn't really matter. I mean, I know Arkansas is a completely different team, uh, especially you look at. The contributions that the freshmen are making now. You look at the strides uh, J.D. Note has made throughout the year, um, and just the the rotation as a whole is completely different than it was for that Oral Roberts game. And everybody's playing at a much higher level. Um, and the same can be said for Oral Roberts as well. Oh yeah, man. If, yeah, yeah. Those those guys have figured out how to play to their strengths. And again, that's going back to what we talked about. They, the ball is in the right hands of that of the of the people who need to have it. They've done a much better job defensively. I thought they did a much better job rebounding. And when you do have a couple of guys, it's all it takes, who are dynamic scorers, dynamic with the ball, and can be creative and go outside of what the play call is to make something happen then you always have a chance. You really do. If you have, I, this has always been my philosophy for picking teams in my bracket, but I think there is merit to it. Um, if you have a strong backcourt and you have a go-to player, you can win any game in the tournament. That's just always been my philosophy. There's no question. The guards have the ball in their hands so often um, to where they make a lot of the decisions. And you know, whether that's the end of the shot clock or getting the ball at the floor against defense or setting up guys against a good defense. So more times than not, yeah, that is the recipe. So I think my, my one of my last questions was going to be uh, what Arkansas has to do to beat Oral Roberts. And you kind of touched on that earlier too, talking about just play a fundamental basketball game. Um, is there anything else in particular you would say that Arkansas needs to do? Well, it's shot selection. When they made their turnaround in early January, after that to mid-January, I thought they got a much better grasp and understanding who need who needs to shoot from where and when. And those things are going to be important because you, you can be patient. You can get the shots that you want, or at least high percentage shots. You're not going to make every shot. You want to, though, make sure that the majority of them a high percentage. And so that takes a little bit of patience, a little bit of mental toughness, because you got to have mental toughness to turn down a quick three, deep three, like, okay, it's easy just to shoot this three. I got to be mentally tough. Let's just work it. Let's run the, let's make the defense move one or two times side to side. Then maybe we can attack, get to the rim for a layup or a free throw or attack and then the defense collapses, now we can kick it out to someone for a three. And and a lot of our made threes are coming off driving kicks. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of, you know that's a lot of teams do that so I, I would say uh you know the effort defensive effort's going to be there um and uh, the hogs aren't the only one you know lsu fell victim to shot selection against michigan so that that it's it just again when you get this deep in the tournament every team is good the uh, the the margin for error is small and if this you know decision making is going to be at a premium both offensively and defensively all right mr bradley final final thing on this episode real quick how far do the hogs make it this for this tournament and why Whoa, Final Four, baby, because we're Hog fans. How about that? I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's certainly the scoring depth, and I think you you know when you see them being able to match up perimeter-wise against this Oral Roberts guard, slow him down, it's difficult to do. Uh, or even, you know, those two guys are averaging 58 points. You're going to have to score 75 at least to beat the Hogs. So maybe, you know, those guys go off no one else don't let anybody else you know Baylor has got three really good guards and I think if we do our job defensively and we make threes got to make threes against Baylor got to can't have like a four or five game you got to be able to move the ball can't be to beat Baylor it cannot be dribble 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 yes you're gonna have to have a guy get to the rim hard one-on-one move but I think the best passing teams uh, always be the best defensive teams, and because it just allows the defense to move, and now your dribble penetration is more effective. So that's what I'm going with, baby Hogs. I love it. All right, Pat Bradley, everybody, Arkansas legend, SEC legend. Thank you so much for your time and joining me today. I really appreciate it. All right, JC, you're the man, buddy. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>